Welcome to Recently Logged, where if you say it loud, there will be in fact music playing right now. You know, Micah, if you say it's soft, it's, it's almost, almost like praying. Like praying. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, hello, everyone. Uh, I'm Robbie. Recently logged. I'll never stop saying. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that that the other voice that you hear is Micah. Yes. And together we make uh, recently the, logged the collective, the construct known as. <laughs> Not only do we create recently logged, but we also. Uh, Produce. We produce recently. <laughs> we we uh, we are members of recently. <laughs> we're the founders of recently. The founding fathers. <laughs> well, uh, here we are today. We're talking about uh, a new movie, West Side Story. A West Side Story. I thought that came out in the sixties. That came out in the sixties. You idiot. <laughs> That's not new. <laughs> Get new material. <laughs> no, uh, this is the Steven Spielberg one. Wow, <laughs> the the man, Micah. Yeah, if you can even believe it, that that guy's still making movies. Uh, yeah, and they're still great. They're still. Uh, how old is he? Like I don't know, hundred. I don't know. <laughs> I was, don't know. I think he's in like his his mid eighties. He's been he's right? been making like outstanding projects <laughs> since the seventies. So. Right, like so Duel was his like feature length debut, and supposedly that's great. I have I haven't watched it yet. But. Well, that Columbo episode was one of his first projects he ever worked. Yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. And it was like a really good episode. Yeah, the man, the man, he's quite good. <laughs> but yes, we're talking about West Side Story. Uh, I guess strap in for the basic facts, so yeah. you so you know what the movie is. So you know what the movie is exactly. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, today we are talking about, as you have just heard, West Side Story. We just said it like six. Released times. in 2021, yes. it is rated PG-13. It is two hours and thirty-six minutes. Ooh. <laughs> it's little. It's little. IMDb description is an adaptation of the 1957 musical West Side Story. Explores forbidden love and the rivalry between the Jets and the Sharks. Two teen street gangs of different ethnic backgrounds. What? That's that's what the movie's oh, yeah. about. <laughs> to explain for people who don't get it, uh, West Side Story was written as a stage musical yes. in 57. It was adapted into a screenplay in the 60s. Yes. I was about to say, the, the original movie adaptation was released in 1961. This is an adaptation of the stage play, not that movie. <laughs> the Oscars have not happened yet, but it's been nominated for Best Performance by uh, Actress in Supporting Role, Best Motion Picture, Best Achievement in Production Design, Best Sound, Heck yeah. Best Achievement in Costume Design, <laughs> Best Cinematography, and Best Direction. I'm, I'm, you know, it, it's weird. I haven't seen too many of the Oscar nominees this year, but I am kind of pulling for West Side Story to like at least get three or so, you know? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I think it deserves it. Yeah, yeah. It's cast features Rachel Zegler. Yeah, nice. Um, <laughs> 
Ariana. See, I don't know how to say her last name. Debussy? I don't know if you pronounce it like that because there's no accents on it. Yeah, I don't know. I'm assuming Um, that's how you pronounce it. Ariana Debussy, maybe. Uh, (laughs) David. uh, Alvarez? Alvarez, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) You just got to go for it. Rita (laughs) Marino, probably. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Officer Krupke. Officer Krupke. (laughs) <laughs> What's he doing this time? Ryan cast Darcy list? James. There, <laughs> there, there's who I was looking for. Yeah. These two, uh, Mike Fast, f- Fast Faced. I don't know how to say his last name either. <laughs> <laughs> um, Josh Andres Rivera, probably. Yeah, and so. also Antelope. He rocks in this. <laughs> Everyone rocks in this, though. Unfortunately, Antelope. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, directed by Steven Spielberg. Heck yeah. Uh, written by Tony Kushner and based on a screenplay by Arthur Lawrence, I guess. Lawrence. <laughs> it's a weird way to spell Lawrence. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know what this is about. <laughs> but yes, that is the basic facts of West Side now Story. Now you are an informed citizen. I, you guys are informed. You now know what we're talking about. And now we can get on with it. Yeah. We can do it. We can we can talk about it. Did somebody say one of my favorite movies to come out in a long time? <laughs> in a long, long time. Did somebody say my favorite Broadway musical? Uh, apparently someone said both of those things because those are true. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know about that, that one prior, Abby. No, it's true for me. I'm not yeah, saying it's true for but, you. Uh, <laughs> It's true for me, but not for you. <laughs> not for you. No. <laughs> Dang it. Working in a West Side Story reference. Yeah. I just watched this yesterday, oh and like I've I've been doing like nothing but like listening to the music and thinking about the movie because like I've just been I, I don't know, man. This movie really is probably one of my favorite movies at this point. It's so good. Um, it's so good. I have not seen the 60s one. You need to watch it, But dude. I don't really want it's to. It's quite good. It's quite it's good. It's quite good, actually. Dude, you have to watch this movie. It's quite good. <laughs> no, I don't know. I, I Sorry, Sondheim, I guess, but I don't like a lot of the arrangements of the songs in the 60s one. And I don't really like... They sound so similar. That's the thing. With all the West Side Story versions, even the stage version, all of the arrangements are very similar. Yeah, but, like, I don't know, man. Maybe it's the (laughs) vocalists or something. Like, even now, like, even after listening to this, because I used to just say, like, oh, I don't like West Side Story music. Mm -hmm. Uh, But this movie, I was like, yeah, and I kind of got into a lot of the songs. But even now, listening back to the 60s, like, music, I'm like... Wow. And I don't really like the cat. <laughs> I, I mean, I could see that. The guy they have for Tony in the old one is great, though. Yeah. I will say. <laughs> but yeah, I just wanted to add that as a tidbit going in. Yes. I have not seen any other version. I have not seen the stage version, but I have watched the 60s one multiple times and love it. <laughs> it's one of my favorite musical movies, as is this. So. <laughs> well, that's great. If you can even believe my favorite Broadway musical, both of its movie adaptations, the I love. <laughs> so... Um, but yeah, do we want to we wanna just hop in? I, f- yeah. I forget if we ever say our ratings. Like, when do we say our ratings? Uh, movie? I mean, we can say them at the end if you want, but like, I mean, I don't really care. Okay, well, I just wanted to say yeah, I yeah. rated it five stars, like, I, every time I've seen it. Yeah, I gave it a, a four and a half 
so I mean, it's it's almost there. I gave the old one a four and a half too. I think they it's both almost have almost there. I think they both have their problems. They have but, their problems. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, sure they do. Oh my god! <laughs> I think we're gonna have our problems. <laughs> wow. Um, but yeah. Uh, so there's only a half star difference. Our opinions don't really differ that much. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that uh, half star means the world to me. West Side Story, Micah, uh, it's pretty good. <laughs> I, I dare say. Um, I guess just ease us in with the fun little question. Uh, what's your favorite uh, musical number in this? If you if you had to pick oh, one, oh, that's so hard. <laughs> okay, you could do like no, a couple favorites, like just yeah. just highlights. Um, because the reason this is hard for me, I think, <laughs> is that I think a lot of it, um. Like, it isn't just, like, this is my favorite song to listen to, or this is one of my favorite, like, musical numbers in the movie. I feel like there's a pretty big difference. Yeah, no, that's why I said musical number, because, like, the filmmaking has a lot to do with how I perceive the songs in this version, you know? Yeah. Um... I mean, as it should. <laughs> it's, it's a music. It's a movie musical, so... Yeah. Uh... Jeez. <laughs> I mean, honestly... Uh, like, even just having watched it last night, I think my overall favorite doing everything, like, visually filmmaking and, like, choreography and everything-wise is actually Officer Krupke. G. Officer Krupke. That's a good one. Um, <laughs> which is weird, because it's definitely, I wouldn't I wouldn't call it, like, my favorite overall, and it's and it's a really goofy song. It's a, yeah, yeah. Um, but, like, I really love everything they're doing with it in the movie, from, like, the staging and the blocking and the choreography and the arrangement of the song, because I find, I find the 60s version of the song so annoying. <laughs> Um, the 60s version does actually differ a lot, which I did not expect, but yeah. yeah. And, um... No, that's tonight, definitely a solid pick. Tonight, wow, Twinite Quintet <laughs> is... Twinite Quintet. <laughs> tonight Quintet is really, really good. Obviously. Cool is really, really good. Obviously. America is really, really good. Obviously. The balcony scene is really, really good. Obviously. Maria is really, really good. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, you kind of just listed, like, all of my... Not only my favorite songs, but my favorite numbers in this. And I think I would probably either go with Maria or... Cool. Maria, one of those two, Maria. I think, would yeah, probably cool, be my favorite. Cool is another really, really cool one to see <laughs> staged out. I love the choreography oh for like the dance fight that they have. In How cool. did they? <laughs> who storyboarded that? <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what were they thinking, <laughs> dude? When the when the drums kick in and the one oh my instrumental gosh. part, it's like what? <laughs> what? <laughs> the gun comes center frame. Uh, how did they? What? <laughs> How do you even make a movie like that? Ravi's <laughs> like oh, four and a half. It's got its problems. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I think Cool is like honestly one of the best examples of the blocking and staging and stuff in this cuz I mean, that's like one of the highlights of this movie, I think. It's all, it's no, so I love, well I love, shot. I love, I love it's cool incredibly so well shot. Uh, I watched this with uh, my girlfriend Haley yesterday. She hadn't seen it before. <laughs> she had never really interacted with anything West Side Story before. Yeah, and, and she laughed when uh, at the end of Cool, when uh, Riff is like stay cool, and then does like the da -da -da -da. <laughs> exactly and does like the really intense ballet move <laughs> when nobody else is doing anything. <laughs> 
Micah, if you removed the music from West Side Story, it would be so funny. Like during the dance numbers and everything, <laughs> right? Like, like cool, cool is so funny with its choreography, right? Because yeah. like it's it's an aggressively like dance fight, dance fight. I was about to say one aspect that I really loved about the '60s one that's a little lost here is the like dance fight stuff. Like it's not nearly as dancey as the old one is, it's, which I mean, it's still dancey. It's a different it's style. Just yeah. not very like grand ballet. Exactly, I was doing. about to say. But the '60s version, from what I've seen of it, is a lot more stage feeling. It is. No, it feels like a stage play. It this is. feels like a movie. <laughs> yeah, and there are still elements of of dance fighting in here. Several people no, get kicked while yeah. dancing. Yeah, cool. Literally, is a whole dance. <laughs> it's literally fight. a dance fight. Um. But no, you definitely don't have that kind of like always ballet. Have you seen dance fighting? Have you seen the opening number from the old one? I think I have. It's, in, I don't it's like incredibly grandiose ballet while they're fighting yeah, each other. Yeah, and and you don't have that kind of thing <laughs> yeah, in here yeah. because, like you said, this is much more like a movie. No, movie. yeah, this. I mean, think about like if you've seen the movie, think about the opening shot of this movie. <laughs> So, very, it's very so nice, but it's like to, for those of you who haven't, it's like an extremely long crane shot, a ridiculous crane shot, like a dumb, dumb crane shot. Spielberg was like, "Wait, would it? What if we made the greatest opening shot of all time, and that was the that was dude, the and the whistling comes in." <laughs> yeah, the music no. picks. No, up. this movie is so good. Oh. How did you not give this five <laughs> stars, Ravi? No, it's I. I mean, I can tell you why if you want me to. Oh, really? I, I literally, I think I only have like one problem. One with problem. It. What's the problem? I just the central romance has not clicked for me anytime I've watched it, and that's so integral to the like core Man, of this movie. That sucks. I know. I want it to because I love, really works for. I me. love the romance in the old one. I'm like, oh, this is so sweet. I love it, and then like. This new one, it just doesn't... The ending doesn't hit as hard as I want it to. See, and it's interesting for, for me, me, anyway. For me, because uh, I was, you know, I was watching this with Haley, and she's she's pretty weird with, with stuff like this in mm -hmm. terms of, like, movie plots. Yeah, yeah. And she was like, oh, this is happening really fast. <laughs> this is really weird. I was like, the movie does take place in two days. Right. And she was like, yeah, but this is weird, right? And I was like, not really for, like, what it's going for. No. Because, yeah. like... In my opinion, it, it really connects to something like Romeo and Juliet, like it's going yeah. for. And that kind of old stage play in which love and all of the relationships are used more for ideas and ideals in a mm -hmm. short amount of time than an actual, like, story story. So I felt like it definitely connected to all of, like, the ideas and the emotions and the themes that it wanted to. No. Even yeah. if the romance, like, it happens extremely fast. No, and see, I don't mind, uh, like, I actually like, like, the, um, first time they meet, that sort of thing, like, at the dance and everything. Yeah. I'm like, I love that. Um, it's really the stuff towards the end of the movie that doesn't click with me quite as much. It's not the entire, like, romance plot. Dang, that's crazy. Yeah, no, like, and, and that's the thing. Like, that's the only thing that's, like, holding me back from, like, absolutely adoring this one. Because as much as I don't like Angela Elgort as a person, like, <laughs> no, the yeah. two of them give outstanding No, they're both, that's the thing. They're both great in this. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. It's just, maybe it's just a me problem. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's really weird. Because I think, I think even Haley by the end, like, really got emotionally connected yeah. to the characters. And see, that's the thing. I just... I haven't 
like I said, that's probably just on. <laughs> <I> did, <laughs> oh, and I, I used to, I had like a petty streak going, like literally for no reason except just to say it, of saying that I had never cried at a movie. <laughs> Uh, and last and last night, I guess it was more last <laughs> afternoon, yesterday afternoon, uh, when we watched it, I cried at the end, just like, and, and not even like, it wasn't even like a big thing. I just like, I mean, I almost cry at like 90% of sad movies I watch. I usually have to like stop myself from crying just to keep the petty streak alive. Wow. But, uh, I just, I guess I didn't mentally prepare myself cause I was watching it with Haley and then I was like, no, you can't mentally prepare for West Side Story, Micah. I was like, oh. Tony, Tony, Maria, Chino, Chino. I love Chino. Shout, Shout out, out to, to Chino. Chino. <laughs> <laughs> we rehearsed that, Micah. Chino's a cool lad, right? I love the guy who plays Chino in this. No, he's really fun. He's uh, the cast for this is so much fun, right? Um, and besides Ansel Elgort, I feel like I haven't really seen any of them do anything else. Either. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, Riff. Maria oh my gosh. and Chino. Like the three of this is so The good. three of them and even Bernardo yeah. and um why did I just lose her name? Uh Bernardo's who, who girlfriend. Oh, oh crap. Anita. Yeah, Anita. Um, <laughs> like, oh my gosh, what is it? <laughs> like like all of them yeah. have not really been in much. Yeah. And they all give outstanding performances. Like right? I love them as a cast so much. Oh, goodness. Yeah, no, they're I mean Obviously, Spielberg's a great director, so... Yeah, I mean, Spielberg... If, if, if uh, an actor or actress is worth their salt, I think they're going to give a good performance yeah, under him. I think, I think Spielberg's <laughs> biggest talent, quite frankly, beyond all of his skill as oh like gosh. in filmmaking, yeah. I think, honestly, his, his biggest mm. talent <laughs> is the fact that he works with people so well. He's a good director. He's a, good he's director. a fantastic director. <laughs> he is good at directing actors and he, crew. He pulls out good directors. <laughs> I mean, not good directors, good actors out of, like, nothing. He's, like, the only director to ever consistently find, like, every good child actor. <laughs> right. He's, he's insane. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I mean, there's a reason he's one of my favorite directors ever. He's just, he's so good at what he does. Yeah, no, I mean, he's one of the most influential directors of the modern era. He invented right? Blockbuster. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Don't even get me started on, like, Jaws and Minority Report. That's that's cinema right there, Mike. <laughs> I, I mean, so is this, obviously. Um, I think this is, like, top-tier Spielberg. Great stuff. Yeah, so what did you, what did you think of, uh, I guess, essentially, like, the production design lighting direction like all of the the general visual, the visuals the look of the movie the look uh i like it a lot i don't know um like i have like i said i haven't seen the stage version so i don't know how they like do it on that but i imagine it's kind of similar to the 60s yeah, it's, one it's similar to the 60s one um and i will say this one's a little less colorful and like i don't want to say less saturated it's less vibrant than the old one is um, but that's mostly by design, I think. Yeah, I and I, say, think the, I think it fits the. I think it fits the aesthetic really of this one a lot. You say that, and yeah. this movie is like ninety percent more colorful than any other than like movie any other to movie. come out in like ten years. No, I was about to say the '60s one is like a ridiculously like ridiculous standard if you're judging movies but, on how vibrant not, they are. If I'm not mistaken, like the '60s one does that thing kind of similar to like a red shoes kind mm -hmm. of look, where it's no, just it like 
punching you no, in the it's, face with color. They, I don't think there's like there's like a handful of shots in the '60s version that aren't filled to the brim like with colored lights, which is and interesting because again that was the '60s, so that's right? like close to when color just started. Mm-hmm. No, it, again, oh like my the gosh, red shoes. It looks fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> you, need to, you need to watch it again. Like the red shoes. Shout out to the red shoes. <laughs> One of the, the first shoes. wasn't it like the first movie with that kind of color technology? Yes, yeah, it um, was. And they just like <laughs> they were like, we're gonna use color. Oh my, my man. gosh, color in that movie. Yeah, but I I think um, that being said, this one still uses its uh, when it does use color, it looks fantastic. It I think it works really well for the general difference in tone. This one feels a lot less. I don't want to say less whimsical, but it feels it's more grounded. Yeah, it feels more grounded more than vi- the old one. like more like visceral feeling. Yeah, visceral. Yeah. And- Less dreamy than the 60s one. Yeah. So. Which is interesting because it feels a lot more grungy and grounded to mm-hmm. everything, but at the same time, it's doing a lot of like background things that kind of play a lot, in my opinion, to the kind of almost fairy tale esque story you Definitely. could say to it. Yeah, no, I would say that. By fairy tale, I mean like, like fable esque. Yeah. Because I don't, like, not Shakespearean in a way, even though it is <laughs> that kind of thing. But I don't have a good word to describe, like, a. Yeah. Uh, that kind of story other yeah. than fairy tale or fable. Um, because, like, as much as it's very grounded, like so many times during like dance numbers and stuff, and so many times even with just camera work, it does stuff that feels so fantastical. Yeah, um, exactly. And th- that's the thing. Like, th- even though the production design and lighting isn't quite as whimsical as the old one, its camera work and blocking are a lot more electric than the old one is. Yeah, and, and I think I think that definitely makes up for it. It it doesn't lose any of its visual interest because it's ramping up other aspects of itself dude at the dance when the when the light <laughs> the when dance. the lights start going crazy i'm like is this a jj abrams movie <laughs> get some lens flares there's in like here. 30 lens oh flares, my gosh but it's so beautiful and see that's another great example i, I feel like I, I keep comparing it to the old one because that's a, it's just a good way for me no, to, yeah, to it's uh, a good way relate to contextualize it. the yeah. movie um but in the 60s one when they're doing the dance it's all very slow and controlled and like it's like the single you've you've seen that shot probably it's a single spotlight on both of them and they like slowly walk towards each other like it's it's very whereas this movie, very whimsical and like dumb whereas this dreamy. movie like the dance is like insane exactly like insanely choreographed and there's so much yeah, going on in yeah. there like i love the shot though when um it <laughs> oh i forget is that called a, a match cut i think when it when something's in frame and Tony's walking this way, uh-huh. people dance in front of the camera and then it's Maria in the same spot walking. Yeah, that that would be a match cut. Love that shot. <laughs> Tra- tracking match cut. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like the camera is like panning and he's walking. <laughs> yeah. And then dancers dance in front and then it's Maria also walking. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's oh my gosh. Right, like honestly, if you if you watch this movie for it will watch this movie for nothing if not it's like outstanding camera work and blocking dude even if you don't like musicals <laughs> dude the camera work is is just outstanding i don't understand how, like i said how do you even storyboard something like the this? camera work and the blocking <laughs> and like just like like this movie blows my mind on how like this, this is why i can't see not giving it five stars man <laughs> everything about this is so insanely tight it mm-hmm. blows my mind 
Yeah. The only thing I don't feel that is insanely tight is I feel pretty just because I feel like it's tonally out <laughs> it of place. It feels a little tacked on. With how intense yeah. and dramatic this movie right? gets oh and how gosh. grimy it is yeah. to go from like... Because, again, it's not like dance fighting when they fight fight. Oh, my gosh, And, yeah. like, you get to the end fight and they're, like, beating <laughs> each other up, punching people to bits. Yeah. Uh, and stabbing people. Spoilers for West Side Spoilers Story, for I West guess. Side Story. But, again, old story. Uh, <laughs> and, like, then you go to, I feel pretty. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it feels a little dissonant. And, and it's not even, it's not, a, it's not, it doesn't take away from the movie that much for me. No, it, it just, again, it feels a little dissonant when you're watching yeah. it. Um, and like, cause it's a fun number. It is. Yeah, yeah no, I, I actually really like the way they do the, that number in the new one. And Rachel Zegler felt, sounds amazing on it. <laughs> right. She has an outstanding voice. Oh my voice. gosh. I don't know where uh, they found her. <laughs> which, which, uh, which I want to add. I know I talked about it on another episode. <laughs> Mike is going to keep bringing this up until um, he's like 90 years old. <laughs> when we went to go see this in theaters, I tweeted about it uh, and made a joke. And then when we came out, the tweet had kind of like gotten like a lot of likes. And I was like, oh, that's, that's oh, kind of weird. Pretty cool. uh, I wonder why. And I looked at everybody who liked it and she had liked the tweet while I was watching the movie. <laughs> which again, having now been following her, because I wasn't following her or anything at that time. Having now been following uh -huh. her... It's nothing special. <laughs> she is like extremely active. You're not on special, Micah. You're um, nothing. And she likes like every tweet pertaining to like West Side Story that <laughs> she likes or like just yeah, stuff yeah. about like the cast and stuff like that, which again go off. I think that's fun. <laughs> uh, but I just thought it was really fun no, to I like think, come I out of the movie cool. and be like the main actress just liked your tweet while you were watching so the weird. movie. <laughs> that's so weird. But it's very cool. But she gives an outstanding oh performance. And dude, she was 17 when she auditioned for How? this. How did it happen? <laughs> it's insane. I'm 17. I want to audition for a Spielberg movie. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, I, I feel like at the end of the day, with a lot of my West Side Story discussion, like a lot of the times when I, when someone brings up this version of West Side Story, I just end up ranting and raving about like so many of its technical aspects and performances and stuff. Because it's so technical. Because it's just amazing. so, like, it's if, if you're like taking a film course or something... <laughs> <laughs> this movie is like this is like the technical like it, it's it's a masterpiece in musical filmmaking it's yeah. so good i think it's honestly honestly <laughs> only next to and i and i haven't decided because quite frankly la la land is shot so well I, yeah i, I was gonna bring the up the only la la thing land, actually that's the only thing i would even put next to it in terms of mu musical movies exactly yeah um the filmmaking level in both of those movies is outstanding. I would put maybe, and you haven't seen this, I would put maybe Young Girls of Rochford up there if you're going mm -hmm. for an older example, because that is also like insanely dialed yeah. in, and, and even, the even camera work in that is amazing. And even if I haven't seen that, mm -hmm. um, and even if I didn't like Umbrellas of Sherbois, <laughs> like, you can tell he, like, as a, as a director. Jacques Demy is an amazing director. Um, <laughs> he is I mean, he's got a lot of talent for musical filmmaking. Yeah, yeah. I just absolutely hated no, the music. No, no, and in, see, I think you'll like. I think you'll like Young Girls of Rushford because it's oh a lot more laid back gosh. and fun. Okay, okay, I know it's not what we're talking about, <laughs> and we're kind of been going off a little bit yeah, on this. Yeah. But Umbrellas of Chaubois, however you say it, it's French. <laughs> um, every line is sung, talked. Yeah, there's not a single bit of you're not singing, aware of that movie, and there's not a single bit of talking. <laughs> It's all what? in between, and it's oh all gosh. annoying. Oh my god! They're like, gosh. "Have you heard the news about the barber?" <laughs> what? 
He's going to war. No, Mom, not war. Yes, war. <laughs> and that's it. That's the whole musical. And they want me to get emotionally invested. <laughs> Maybe you should just shut up, Mike. <laughs> shut up about things you don't understand, Mike. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I just need to get that wow. out there. I need, I need people to understand my hate for this movie. <laughs> but yeah, no, I'd like... And, the fact that I'm comparing it to one of my favorite movies of all time, actually two of my favorite movies right, of all time, La La Land and Young um, of Rush, right? is, is really a testament to how much I really love this movie. Like, it's, oh my gosh, it's so good. Hey, do you have any other uh, questions about it? Because I feel like uh, we got to get questions to really dive um, into this, because everything else we're like, oh, this is just oh, so it's perfect. it's so good, it's so to... perfect. Um, I mean, I don't know. I, did, did you have anything, like, in particular you wanted to bring up? Um, I, I really, like, the two biggest things I wanted to mention were the camera work and, like, the way it incorporates its music and the cast, which I guess you, is really what three do you things. Think, what do you think of the story structure for this movie? Because it is, oh, yeah, it is different. It is different from, from West Side Story, the... The stage play. The stage play. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I think... I think this one makes a lot of sense just as an emotional through line for a lot of the songs, a lot of the like story beats it shifts around. I actually I don't really think you would notice it that much unless you're a diehard West Side Story fan. Yeah, see here's the here's the thing about this that I was thinking about. Mm-hmm. A lot of a lot of people will adapt a Broadway musical mm-hmm. and rearrange stuff. Yeah. Usually just cause and usually <laughs> just, 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 just to, uh, like to incorporate, let's say like an original song in hopes of like getting an Oscar nomination or oh something my gosh, that awesome. happens so much. Yeah, no, I know. Um, <laughs> but I feel like Spielberg is the kind, the kind of filmmaker to have only done this to make it more cohesive as a movie itself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which I really think, what he did with the structure, especially the reworking of placing a lot of the songs, really helps it as a movie. Again, like, Cool mm-hmm. is in a completely different spot. Like, Yeah, no, I was about to say, a, a dramatically different spot, dramatically really. Dramatically different. That's the biggest one that I actually noticed that they moved. Because, like, uh, when I Feel Pretty came up while we were watching it the first time, I'm like, wait a minute, doesn't this take place, like, way earlier in the story? But, like, Cool, I immediately was like, whoa, whoa, what's this doing here? Yeah, and they, and, they, and it uses it for really a completely no, different no. purpose, they completely, Yeah, they completely changed the purpose of the song, and I think it still works amazingly well in the movie. Which, which is so impressive, and Cool is <laughs> again what like probably my favorite or second favorite like number mm-hmm. done in the thing it's it's an outstanding song and i yeah. really like what it's doing in terms of like getting its <laughs> themes across for more of like because i don't know I, I haven't seen the old movie but that sounds <laughs> so weird to me where they put cool like after the fight yeah, no, it, it's a completely different, like, if, if all you've heard is cool in the context of this movie, <laughs> that version sounds so weird, but it makes, it makes sense in the whole Yeah, one. but, like, I love what they do, because a lot of, a lot of this movie is painting, um, its, its characters, the Jets and the Sharks, mm-hmm. as what they are, like, extremely desperate people who, who have, like, nothing else and know nothing else. Exactly. And yeah. I feel like Cool is such a good song for getting into that mindset. No, it is, um, definitely. And it, it, it feels it feels very uh, similar to how the opening shot feels. Like, the opening sequence feels yeah. in a lot of ways. Um, and, I, and, like, even, like, the scene before it where they're getting the gun mm-hmm. is such a good scene. Um, and really helps set that tone. Exactly, Because yeah. I feel like so much of this movie, it does a really good job of setting a very dramatic tone for just, like, again, kind of 
kind of almost to like a fairy tale level of like big sides and big things happening, big themes and emotions, even if the story itself is on a small scale. <laughs> right, yeah. In the end of the day, it's just a, like two groups of teenagers fighting in an alley. <laughs> that's that's really all the movie is, but like it feels so much bigger than that. And that's, I mean, like that's, that's movies, I guess. Yeah, which is interesting that like the age of them too, because they're all like 18 to like <laughs> mid-20s. Yeah, yeah, they are, yeah. Um, which is kind of weird. To me, something, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't make sense that they're in high school, but it's weird. <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, something I wanted to bring up, the, when you mentioned Cool earlier, I think this uh, adaptation of the play really brings up and highlights how desolate all of the movie feels and how hopeless everything feels Yeah, I was about throughout to, the entire I was about thing. to say, um, I love there's the shot at the end of the movie, mm-hmm. um, Again, spoilers for spoilers West Side for Story. West Side Story. Uh, when Tony thinks Maria is dead, <laughs> yeah, uh, and he runs out of the, the oh place, and you have like this really well lit uh, docks like drugstore, yeah. And then as he runs over to the alley, and it pans <laughs> over that building next to it that looked like a full building mm-hmm. uh, is not. It's mostly torn <laughs> it's down, just a pile and of light rubble, comes really, out, yeah. like comes behind it. And you see, because again, like seeping through the entire movie, and it only gets more as the movie goes on, is just the destruction and dust exactly, of yeah. everything that is being torn down. Yeah, um, and that's kind of the thesis this movie starts with in yeah. its opening shot, so it makes sense. <laughs> and, I mean, again, it plays to those kind of grand themes that the movie is going for. Yeah, and absolutely. And I just thought that shot in particular is really cool when he runs out and goes over and, like, the building pans over and you can see that it's torn down. Yeah, and I I think it's so interesting, and I it uh, I think it's so interesting that it highlights such a different side of West Side Story that you don't really see in the old one. Yeah. Like in the '60s one, you don't realize. Like obviously, the cultural context is there. Um, it, it plays a very big role in no, no matter how you adapt West Side Story. Um, but the the 2021 version really highlights that in a lot of really like fun and interesting ways Dude, I, I love the way it treats um spanish and right and yeah. the new west side story i really think that's cool shout, shout out more I, movies i wish more movies like just that. had more foreign languages in them right? <laughs> man um and <laughs> like there's no subtitles or anything so it's just like it, it, it feels so nice. It's exactly. Like, it's like it's a, so refreshing to not ha- like have to like you don't have to have subtitles. Like Spanish, a, a lot of people, like a lot, a lot of people in America speak Spanish. Right. So it, I'm <laughs> glad that they didn't feel the need like most movies do to translate everything. Yeah. Um, and like again, it's like the whole in Spider Verse thing when they had Miles and his family mm-hmm. and the people around him speak Spanish without any subtitles or anything it just feels so much more intimate to the characters exactly yeah um than having like all of what they're saying be subtitled yeah and it feels like it respects it so much more which is again one of the reasons i don't really i'm not too thrilled about watching (laughs) the 60s version because they don't even have like actual Mm. (laughs) not not even not even specifically people (laughs) from dominican republic but like not even Latino. <laughs> not even people of color yeah no it's the that's honestly the, like i i brought up the whole desolation thing and hopelessness honestly the biggest aspect of the 60s one that i don't like is it doesn't highlight the racial stuff quite as much or quite as 
uh, poignantly as any other version of West Side Story. Yeah, because because even the stage version, like that's what it's about, right? Is, yeah, is the is the racial stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, it it that is an interesting thing to bring that was, up. That was the whole pitch for the idea. <laughs> exactly. Is what if Romeo and Juliet, but racism in the fifties? <laughs> it's about racism in the fifties instead. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's. I mean, yeah. That, and, that's a very valid reason to not like the 60s one. Yeah, that's kind of the reason I'm just, like, less interested <laughs> in turning it on, quite frankly. Yeah. Is, is, I'm, uh, it just, and I know <laughs> it was a very common thing at that yeah, time no, it was to very, not have very common different practice, ethnic unfortunately. groups in your movies, no matter who it was getting made by. Yeah. Um, but. <laughs> yeah, the world was a lot less international back then. <laughs> but yeah, um. No, I I mean, what what were we talking about? We were talking about racism. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking. Yes, I'm very qualified to talk about racism. Obviously. Um, no, I don't know. I no, I was just um, yeah. I was saying I, I like, uh, or at least I was saying I don't really remember what we were talking about. But I was saying I like <laughs> how, specifically how this movie deals with a lot of making the racism in it feel very like prominent and very specific to a lot of the things of, like, to the themes of the story in yeah. terms of they didn't actually really have any reason to hate each other. Exactly, yeah. Um, I mean, the movie highlights that again and again, that they're basically the same. Yeah, I mean, it goes really out of its way <laughs> to show you that they're they're almost exactly the same. Right. Um, and I thought that was really neat. Like, just, I mean, not culture, obviously. No, like, no, like, as not people. culturally, they're not the same <laughs> at all, really. But As people and in their situations and why they're fighting. And that's what, I th that's what I find, honestly, so interesting about West Side Story, is it does a really good job of getting you into the mindset of why all of these people feel so strongly that, right. they're, that they're in the streets essentially killing each other. Yeah, yeah. No. Oh, man, West Side Story. It's so good. <laughs> the the musical, the movie, take take your pick. West Side Story, unmatched. <laughs> so yeah, no, I really I really liked that um yeah, element of the movie and <laughs> yeah, yeah it's like great movie. Great movie, uh, fantastic. Loved movie. the movie. Great, you got to love yeah, the movie. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what's not to love about the movie? Uh but yeah, no, I I feel like um Especially on Twitter, I saw a lot of this. Everyone who, like, has tried to make a movie, like, obsessively watched West Side Story. <laughs> um, just because, like like we said, really, that's, that's the thing I love about it the most outside of, like, just it being an adaptation of my favorite musical is... It's just an amazing work of filmmaking. Yeah, honestly, honestly, I was really kind of worried by from everyone Spielberg, involved, yeah. Because... I haven't really liked a lot of Spielberg movies recently. Yeah, like the BFG yeah. came out the other um, uh, a couple of years ago. I was trying to think of another recent Spielberg movie. Um, <sighs> what has he worked on? Sort what's, by. What's, what's the Spielman been working on lately? Uh, uh, yeah, so like Ready Player One, oh, BFG, yeah. even Lincoln, which I think I've people only are watched a little recently. too harsh on Ready Player One. No, I, I like Ready Player <laughs> yeah, One, yeah. but like they're just not like they're not. They're not my favorite, and yeah. they don't feel even Lincoln, which is really solid Lincoln's filmmaking so wise, <laughs> didn't feel quite as like Spielberg tight, you know. I suppose, yeah, not um, up to the caliber of some of his older. And stuff. it's not like Spielberg makes perfect movies all the time. No. Like he made The Lost World, and he made like <laughs> <laughs> The Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. No, like like I said, he's a great director. That doesn't mean all the other elements of a film yeah. are going to fall into place. Uh, but like. <laughs> There was something that I felt was just, like, 
getting so, I guess, like digital and dry to Spielberg's work to me. Personally. I would describe BFG as his driest film. <laughs> um, even Ready Player One, there's something so dry about it, yeah. even though I like the movie. The camera work in Ready Player One is so good. Um, but everything else. But, like, this movie was, like, a shot in the arm. Like, mm. just such a... Like, every element is going so extremely hard in filmmaking. I was like, oh my gosh, this is, like, a classic Spielberg movie in right. the making. Oh, man. He's... I, I don't know what I don't know what he's been doing these past few years, but this the, he needs to do more of this if he wants to continue making. Though he movies. did the post in 2017, and I haven't seen that. And shout out, shout out to Yossi for <laughs> trying to get me and Mike to watch yeah, the post. literally all the time. <laughs> no, I want to see all no, of Spielberg's I, work. If the post was streaming anywhere or right? sold anywhere, oh I've not seen the I haven't seen the post <laughs> ever anywhere. I think I saw it in a Blu-ray bin, like at a dollar store one time. That's like the only time I've seen the post. <laughs> Otherwise. So I would have seen the post by now. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but but yeah. it is nowhere. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, Spielberg, top of his game in this. Yeah, no, and I was and I was kind of, like, worried that maybe, like, he, he was just, like, not working, I guess, on as tight of productions yeah. or just wasn't worried about a lot of the same things and was just making, you know, movies that he wanted to make, which is fine. More power to you, honestly. Um, but like <laughs> he earned it. <laughs> but like this movie like restored my face in him like just making movies. Yeah. Yeah. Um again, I know I keep bringing this up. Shout out to the cast. The cast. Oh, the, the cast, cast is, is so, so good. good. <laughs> so so good. Just the just literally literally every performance in this like, is good. Like like Literally, the performances are so. I don't know good. how they do. If you that. don't believe me, just go watch the movie. It's on HBO exactly. and Disney Plus. Go watch it. Exactly. No, like th at the end of the day, really, the the big takeaway is go watch this movie because, yeah. like, I love the '60s one. This one probably is a bit better, just on a filmmaking level. Um, but it's a completely different vibe. But I think it works. Uh, Highlighting know. a different aspect of the show. I don't know if it's still it's in great. theaters, but I would say go see this in theaters. Oh if you my can. gosh, it was so nice seeing it's this on a big screen. It's such a good movie to watch nice. on a big screen. And the surround sound, man. Mm. Dude, the like this this oh the score in this alone, <laughs> like the motifs used in the score, because this is a very light score. No, it is. Um, yeah. And the motifs that they use, the drum, like the <laughs> do doom. <laughs> the drum and the whistling and the the snapping the way that's the snapping there a lot is used. Of, that's there a lot in the old one too um it's it, that's the thing i love about the west side story is it uses its music to punctuate scenes a yeah, lot of the time like there's like like again during the fight like when when like after everything has happened yeah. when the cops show up and like it does the little do -do -do, and like everybody's like Phew. And it does it again. Because, like, there's so many things, even in the opening, the very opening of just stuff done in rhythm to its little motifs of punctuation in the music. And that's so, like, so sick. Yeah. Um, that's one of my favorite elements of just, like, background elements in this movie. And it does it to such great effect of not only doing it rhythmically, but doing it emotionally and great sounding. And, like, the music punctuation is just insane. I don't so think I've seen... Again, maybe La La Land would be the only other thing I can think of no, that yeah. uses music to this level. And that was made by a musician. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> can, you, can you believe it? Um, but, yeah. 
any any final stuff you want to add, Micah, to, no, the, I don't to really. the West Side Story discussion? I don't have too much more to add. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm sure there are more elements that we haven't talked about. I mean, about, like, you, like g- you gave it a 10. I think you could probably talk about it for a lot longer. Yeah, like, I could, I could talk about how I love almost every single right. element, from yeah. color to lens flare to actors to editing. The lens choices. Um, hmm. <laughs> we didn't say the editing, and I, won't, I don't have too much so to say too. about it, but the editing is so electric. Right? Like I said, oh um, it kind of gets lost in how good the camera work is, <laughs> but it doesn't get lost. It, like, blends together into, like, a seamless ball of you don't even notice you're watching a movie. I will say um, I think the 60s one is a visual masterpiece. I also think that title applies to this one too. It's just, you could mute this movie and it's a musical. You can mute this movie and it would still be fantastic. (laughs) No, like I genuinely, like what what I just said, I really, I didn't think about it until now, (laughs) but like the editing is so good, but yet you kind of it's not that you lose it because it's not understated or anything, mm-hmm. but it blends so well into every other element. Exactly, yeah. and is so fast paced. It feels so cohesive. It just it, you don't even notice it, which mm-hmm. I think is how editing theoretically should be, unless you're well, using it for something. Yeah, specific. yeah. I was about to say that's a little a little blanket, like a no, little it oversimplification. It's, it's, it's oversimplification of that because editing yeah. can be used for a lot of things, but like in a in a movie like this, where it's not using editing to like build like. Yeah. For any specific thing, except for showing what the movie is offering. Yeah. The fact that it blends so perfectly into the camera movements. It's so good. Like I said, how blocking. do you storyboard something like this? And I like, say it again. And even thinking, like, there's so many things, like, it'll end a scene and then, like, almost immediately hard cut to the next scene. And that, like, and it just keeps that pace so well throughout the entire movie. Yeah. But um, yeah, outside of that, I don't... Yeah, no, I didn't really there. have anything else to add either, um... So, I mean, we'll get into what we watched. Again, if you can, go watch West Side Story. Dude, go watch West one of the Side best, Story. This one is, of the best movies of the so decade outstanding. so it's, far. It's genuinely probably one of, like, it's in contender to, <laughs> to itch towards my top four favorite movies on Letterboxd. Good. As it should be, Micah. Um, like, it's, it blows my mind. But yeah, uh, let's go ahead and uh, get into what we watched this past week. Yeah. Alrighty. Uh, here we are. For those of you who do not know, the What We Watch segment is is a short, sometimes long little segment at the end (laughs) in which we uh, talk about everything that we have watched since our last episode. Which, uh, in this case, was on the 6th. It released, well, it released on the 7th, but we watched, like, the last thing we watched was on the 6th, I'm pretty sure. I feel like, I feel like we talked about, did we talk about that? Did we? I I do not know. I know, I'm I'm pretty sure we talked about No Exit. (laughs) I, no, no, no. I just went back and listened to the episode, actually, a little bit ago, and the last thing we talked about was Kimmy. Okay. okay. So, we're, so we're, going we're going from the 7th. Going from the 7th onward, yes. All right. Um, the f- the first thing I watched, like, right after we finished the podcast, I had a few hours to myself, and I decided to turn on uh, The Rescue, which uh, is a documentary from 2021. Uh, very, very good. I, I mean, it's, very, very good. it's the same directors as uh, Free Solo, which I very much love. Um, Elizabeth Chai Vassar. I don't, I'm so sorry. I don't know how to pronounce her last name. And Jimmy Chin as well. Um, if you watched Free Solo, you, you actually saw Jimmy Chin in the documentary. I did see him. Um, but yeah, um, they make really good documentaries, apparently, because this one rocked, too. Uh, kind of a startling technical achievement in how they went about 
like filming this too since a lot of it like most of it takes place in like underwater caves and stuff mm. um very cool documentary highly recommend i gave it a four out of five then after that we watched <laughs> the hit 2020 film Wander. that was a 2020 film oh my gosh i thought it was like i thought it came out in like 2011 or something yeah <laughs> that's what it feels like <laughs> it was it was bad yeah no uh i i it was in my watch list because i wanted to see all of tommy lee jones's uh filmography and i saw this so then because it was in your watch list our mom was like oh it's in robbie's watch oh it's in robbie's watch watch it even though it looked bad no yeah it was not good i i I hate to say it there's some neat ideas here especially in its filmmaking i actually liked a lot of the things it was doing but it's just like a dude really crappy radio show recording scene like filmed like they're on drugs (laughs) it's got such a crappy screen like the way the you know what i'm talking (laughs) about yeah no i know what you're talking about (laughs) i thought i was losing my mind i was like why are they making this decision (laughs) no i like a lot of the visual ideas and like general story ideas ideas and themes that it touches on it just does like a really terrible job doing all of that <laughs> yeah so oh, okay. i i gave it a two and a half out of five it's screenplay kind of sucks yeah uh and man aaron eckhart i love his performance <laughs> in the dark knight i really do he's, he's really good in that yeah but he sucks in the- <laughs> yeah no I, I think it's just i i mean really a lot of the stuff that i have problems with when it comes to wander is just bad direction and bad writing yeah. Like, I think that it's, there's a good movie in there somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then I watched uh, Knives Out on the 7th. Knives Out. I gave it a 5 out of 5. I, oh, yeah, and I gave Wanderer a 2 if, if you missed that. <laughs> who would have uh, thought that you gave Knives Out? That was my, five. that was, for for people who don't know, that was my 17th time logging it. <laughs> wow. Uh, so, yeah, I, you could say I'm a Knives Out fan. <laughs> yeah, you could say I'm a Knives Out fan. Uh, then what did you watch? Uh, on the 8th, I watched Black is King. King, uh, which is basically a visual Beyonce album, uh, and it was good. I, I liked it a lot. It, it suffers from a lot of the problems that the album has. If you've ever listened to uh, The Lion King, The Gift, or whatever the album's called, um, it's just kind of uh, misguided a lot of the time, I think, and it presents a problem and then presents what I think is kind of an incorrect solution to it. Uh, and just thematically in the stuff it touches on, uh, it feels a little incomplete, but it does look amazing. So <laughs> I, I mean, I, I liked it a lot. I gave it a, a four out of five. I thought it was really fun and I, I just really like the music in it. Yeah. Uh, and then I watched, uh, the Netflix interactive short film question mark it really is more of a game (laughs) at the end of the day but uh cat burglar came out this year uh the first of the interactive netflix stuff i've tried and it was interesting it it really is just a trivia game it's a game that they decided to put on netflix so yeah (laughs) it's weird weird i didn't i didn't rate it i didn't rate it at all um i really want to try something like bandersnatch where it actually changes the narrative depending on what you do or it's actually a narrative something because most of them are actually narrative somethings whereas this one is a game yeah this one's essentially (laughs) just a game but it was cool i i liked it um Um, then on the 10th we watched teen spirit teen spirit um I don't yeah. know how I had heard of this initially, but yeah, it's it pretty it good. It's pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. There's not there's not too much to add to that. It's a pretty good it was, movie. It was fun. It was it was one of those kind of movies that's very like 
you know, it's, it's, no. it's yeah, like, <laughs> it's exactly there. what you'd expect it to be. Yeah, exactly. I said it had a, I said quote, fun cast, solid soundtrack, and nice visuals. Yeah, and that, that's, that's about it. That's pretty good. I, <laughs> yeah. I didn't like the ending that much, just in terms of how it was structured. I thought out. it was cool. Uh, yeah. I gave it three stars. A novel, a novel movie. I, I gave it a three and a half. I thought it was pretty good. Then also on the tenth, I watched Murder in Three Acts. Um, well, which was my first. Uh, <laughs> Peter Ustinov Perot movie, Ooh. Uh, which I was very, very excited about. Like, no one knows um, what you're talking about. Because <laughs> 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 I really love Peter Ustinov. Yeah. Um, and he's really fun as Perot, but this movie just, it's just boring. Like they're, they're, it's not even it's not even poorly written or anything. It's just really boring. It's like it's like this movie is boring. It's not doing anything aggressively bad, but it's not doing anything really that good other than its cast because its cast is really fun. Just like the entire cast. Yeah. Um, Tony Curtis is in it. Gotta love Tony um, Curtis. Just like yeah, it's just a really fun cast, but it's just it, it's boring. Darn. Uh, I give it three stars. Well, there you go. Uh, and then... Oh, also on the 10th. Oh, yeah. I watched Swan Song. Swan Song. Um, and I was really, really excited about this. Um... Because you like swans? Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna try and pronounce his name. <laughs> I know how to say it, but it's uh, <laughs> dyslexia. It's daunting. <laughs> um... Wow. Mahershala, I think, or something like that. I, oh, I forget how to pronounce it exactly. Um... Mersh- Mershala, that's how it is. Yes. Oh my gosh! I was about to say that doesn't read. sound right at all. I, I can't like, read Mershala yes. Ali. Love him. He is outstanding. He's a great actor. And <laughs> this was his first like lead lead, and yeah. that's that's so cool. It's such a it's he's, he does such a good job. Um, it's really fun. Um, it's it feels really creative. Um, it's shot so beautifully. Like this movie is gorgeous. Every shot of it is gorgeous. Sounds like something I'd like. Um, <laughs> And I just really like sci-fi that uses its concept in a way like this, so tight and small scale with its sci-fi concept, and keeps it all pretty much emotional. Yeah. And I really appreciate that. I gave it four and a half. And then also Good. on the ten. Oh my god. <laughs> Listen, I didn't stop watch, watching movies. I didn't but... watch anything on the eighth or the ninth, <laughs> but the tenth I was making up for it. I watched uh, Death Lends a Hand. Nice. Uh, which is a loggable episode of Columbo. Ayo. Um, Gotta love Columbo. <laughs> this was, it's one of the, it's one of the first episodes from the first season. Um, and it was really good, actually. Um, not as good as the Spielberg directed one. Um, Obviously. But there are some really neat creative decisions <laughs> in it. There's this one point, um, and it's on the poster for it. Yeah. Um, where, like, they have the murder play out in somebody's glasses. In the and reflection both, of somebody's in the, in the reflection of somebody's glasses. And in one frame, it's, like, one thing is happening. And one, in another frame, another thing is happening. Yeah. Like, at different times. Pretty so, it's, <laughs> it's like, montaging the murder yeah, and, yeah. The, and what he does after the murder in a really, really unique way. Because um, Columbo is the best show ever made, apparently. Because, for some reason, <laughs> Columbo is really fantastic. And... <laughs> Also, Columbo's just a really fun character through and through. Peter Falk is, like... Shout out to Peter Falk. <laughs> shout out to Peter Falk. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Really, really good and fun. Uh, I give it four stars. 
Uh, and then on the 11th, we sat down and watched the new Pixar movie, the Turning Red. Pixar movie. Which, Turning unfortunately, Red. isn't out in theaters. <laughs> Thanks, Disney. Disney is so amazing. I love Disney. Oh my gosh. Disney is the greatest. The fact that it's on streaming services <laughs> only will hopefully mean that more people will see it. Okay, but okay, okay. <laughs> But even with the Disney releases, the Disney releases that they did streaming only, they at least, like, were given the prestige to cost more. Right? Oh my like, gosh. Like, you had to pay... How did, how did you had Raya... You $30 to watch Raya, Raya or to watch Dragon. the live-action Mulan. Oh my gosh. Which, ah. But, but you're telling me Soul, <laughs> Luca, and Turning Red... All don't get theater. They're not. They're not good enough. And just get slapped up <sighs> there. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Th that is sad. Turning red. Uh. Very good. I can't believe Turning Red gets so much hate from right? a lot of people who haven't seen it. Right? And a lot of people who are just like, I didn't personally connect with the story. <laughs> I don't know how. I mean, I could see not connecting to the story for sure, but like. That's not like that, see, that, I could see not connecting if you were like forty. Yeah, like I don't know. Like for me, I really connected to the story. I liked it a lot. I loved the characters. I loved the world it made. I I loved the general tone of it. It's it's just great. I I, I, I loved I, it a lot. Like I I've, I've said this a couple of times. I yeah. genuinely think it is one of the most visually creative <laughs> and fun. Pixar movies ever. Oh, like I, ever. Definitely, I wouldn't say one of. I would say the. Uh, most visually like interesting and, and creative like, and like you Pixar said movie. in terms of just being funny through and <laughs> through so the funny. only thing this compares to Pixar wise is Monsters Inc. I, I love it so much because that's like the second funniest if not the funniest uh, Pixar movie <laughs> right. for some reason <laughs> Dude, well Monsters Inc. its entire thesis is kind of just being a buddy comedy so yeah. it makes sense <laughs> But, like, this movie is so much fun, and it feels so modern, but not in a bad way. Yeah, exactly. Usually when Micah says this movie feels, like, so modern, it's usually as a, like, uh, not a compliment. Because usually I feel <laughs> movies pull off modernism really poorly. Yeah. But, I mean, um, this is this is set in, the, in 2002. I can't believe this is set 20 years ago. In the ago. year what of the our heck? Lord, 2000. What the heck is happening <laughs> in the fact that this is set 20 years ago? You say 2002, I do not think 20 years ago. <laughs> right? No, this is, it's so wild. Because, like, um, I had no idea, like, what Turning Red was about, really, when we turned it on. I hadn't watched any of the trailers or anything it's like that. It's about Canadian pandas. It's, about, it's about Canadian uh, middle schoolers. <laughs> who want to go to a concert. <laughs> who want to go to a concert. And, and it's a uh, metaphor for puberty exactly yeah so i and then i saw that it was like it's it's um the opening sequence happened and then it slapped up the photo album cover and it said 2002 i'm like oh my gosh it's my birth year this is set in my birth year what is happening right now it's very weird it's but, so but weird man i love this movie there are so many like scenes and stuff in it specifically that i really love it's so the much facial fun. expressions and the animation it's just a fun movie i don't know how people don't like it it's so much fun like dude the scene with <laughs> The scene with the whole, like, don't look down, don't look down, and then she looks down, like, the facial expression there, and the no, like, the delivery of oh the no gosh. is so hilarious to me. It's just so funny. It's such a fun and, like, wholesome movie. I don't I don't know how they made it so wholesome. And yet people are like, oh, this is, this is inappropriate. I can't believe this is about 13-year-olds. How dare you? How dare you make a movie about a person? 
which is ridiculous. Who is Again, uh, Houston Online made a tweet, I think, if, if Houston I'm not mistaken. Culley, our, about, our good friend like, of the podcast. About, like, for some reason, uh, like, people, people are calling this inappropriate, even though, like, take, like, other Pixar movies can be kind of, like, violent and oh stuff. God. Toy Story 3 is a very scary movie. And, or scary, like, in The Incredibles, there's a lot of death Toy in Story, The Incredibles. <laughs> the Incredibles is crazy, man. Um, and it's a super mature story, yeah. The Incredibles. Yeah. Uh, but people are saying that this, like, that, that instead of violence and war and all stuff like that, <laughs> what's inappropriate is bodily functions and puberty and hormones. Whoopsie doopsie. <laughs> <laughs> Shouldn't have made a movie about teenagers, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I think uh, Turning Red is a very intimate and beautiful and funny movie, and I it's one of my favorite Pixar films now. I love Same. it a lot. I gave it four and a half stars. <laughs> yeah, uh, so did I. I thought it was great. <laughs> uh, then on the 11th, uh, I watched Prometheus, Prometheus. Uh, for the first time. I was really excited for it. Um, I really like Ridley, Ridley Scott, Scott baby. and this movie just looked very <laughs> up my alley in terms of sci-fi. Yeah, no, um, that makes sense. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. I'll talk about it more in a second, Yeah, uh, but I gave it four stars on a first watch. There you go. Um, I watched, I, I finally, finally finished Nathan for you, for those who are keeping up with my television, <laughs> uh, watching habits. I finally got through all of Nathan for you and it's a fantastic show. Uh, and it's so finale, funny. Finding Francis, is loggable on Letterboxd, so I, I logged I, that. I really want to watch it. Finding Francis is so good. Are you saying, like, the show? Or? No, Finding Francis. Yeah. I've watched quite a bit of Nathan Finding Francis is, like, a, not a completely different animal from Nathan for you. Like, he's not doing what he usually does in the show. It's more like one of, like, his special episodes kind of thing, um, where he's just doing, like, one thing. Um, but it's a surprisingly... Uh, like beautiful portrait of humanity. No, I've heard like <laughs> I don't like, understand. I've heard people say that it's like I mean it's got a really high average. What is I've up heard with people that? say like it's really emotional, really well right? done. I was like I was crying at a Comedy Central documentary about Nathan Fielder. <laughs> <laughs> he graduated from one of the top business one of Canada's top business school with really with good really grades. Good, good <laughs> Yeah, no. Nathan for you finding Francis. Maybe that's maybe that's why Turning Red is good, Revy. It takes place in the country <laughs> in of our, of 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 our hero <laughs> Nathan Fielder. Yeah, no. If even if you even if you're not like that into Nathan for you, I would suggest watching Finding Francis. It's very very good. Uh, and then on the twelfth, I watched uh, Bong Joon Ho's Okja, Okja, which I was very excited very about. Nice. Shout out to Bong Joon Ho, gotta love the guy. <laughs> Shout out to Bong Joon Ho, he, he's really hurting for the attention. <laughs> gotta be, <laughs> gotta be one of my favorite directors for real. Good thing recent, uh, big podcasts like recently logged can shout out a director. I like really, that. <laughs> I really can't wait to watch Memories of Murder and Snowpiercer. Right? Oh, um, it's interesting because out of the movies I've watched, because uh, me Memories of Murder and Snowpiercer are like his two most intense movies. Right. Even Parasite, for as dramatic as it is, is goofy. Yeah, but no, the host is. is pretty darn goofy. And this is like really goofy. Like <laughs> satire levels of goofy. I am so looking forward um, to Okja, man. It looks like so much fun. Everything about it is so wild. And I really, I, like all I've wanted to do since I watched it is watch it again. Uh, the cast is like outstanding. Like, like, I absolutely love, like, pretty much everybody who was cast in this movie. <laughs> what the heck is going on with that? <laughs> um, it's not perfect. I think I think its biggest problems are screenplay and structure, which is mm. which is kind of sad. Yeah. Um, 
but like it doesn't fully like feel as tight as it should be. Especially did did, did Bong Joon Ho write this one? Uh, Probably right. I'm not sure. He usually writes usually writes his stuff. Yeah. Allow me to written it and directed by. Yeah, he wrote it. Yeah, I figured. uh, John Ronson, Uh, writer of Frank. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it's not quite as tight as a lot of his. And like I said, it doesn't have it doesn't have the sharpness filmmaking wise of something like Parasite. Um, (laughs) That's a that's a that's a too high of a bar or the or the elegance (laughs) even of something like The Host. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's a very odd movie, (laughs) but it's really fun. I just want to see Paul Dano. <laughs> yeah, dude, Paul Dano in it is so good. I, the, the fact that there is a Paul Dano Bong Joon-ho movie out there and I haven't watched it yet is a little upsetting. <laughs> dude, Paul Dano, Jake Gyllenhaal, and Stephen Yoon are right? in this movie. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Talk about a stacked cast. Oh, and Devin Bostick's randomly aside character in it. <laughs> like, the cast is insane. It's pretty good. Uh, I gave it four stars. I might up that, though. Because, like, I've just nice. been, like, I've, I've done nothing but think about it yeah. since I've watched it. <laughs> You're gonna pull Kimmy, Micah. I was like, oh, Kimmy's not that good. And then I thought about it nonstop for like the next month. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, on the 13th. Oh, yeah. I was about to say, what is that? Uh, uh, this is the TED Talk. But yeah, we watched uh, Prometheus again, but we yes. watched the Peter Whalen Files. I watched it this time. In front of it. Yeah, Peter Whalen um, Files. Which is a really cool intro to the film. I wish it was part of the final cut. It would have been so it's, cool. It's a little out there for mainstream audiences, <laughs> Revy. This, this Some movie, people might have walked out of the theater. This movie but... is like marketed to like dads who watched Alien. Yeah, no, it is. But um, like, it would have made such a cool thematic opener for the movie. No, it really would, but... Uh, I liked this movie a lot more on a rewatch in general. I think the I think the Peter Whelan files helped. Oh, definitely. Um, yeah. But like on a rewatch in general, its themes come through a lot stronger and clearer, in my opinion. And I really, really like what the movie is doing. Uh, I love the kind of grand, slick feeling it has. I love its use of horror. My goodness, um, yeah. Its cast is outstanding. It's so good. Why don't people like Prometheus? I, I mean, I, it's got a three point two average. No, it does. But like a lot of the people I follow, like if you, it, it seems like if you don't like Prometheus, you like hate it. Like you're like, this is what's wrong with modern sci-fi. Huh. I'm like, come on. No, most most wrong? almost what's everybody I follow are just like. Yeah, three, three kind of meh, half, yeah, two and a half. Yeah, see, like uh, most of the people I follow who don't like Prometheus are like, this is the bane of modern sci-fi. That's this is so what like they wrote. They're like, oh, they wrote like half of a good sci-fi movie and forgot to finish it, kind uh, of thing. I'm like, come on, guys. The 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 ending. I love it. The so ending much. feels like that on purpose. <sighs> it plays into its themes. I love. I love. Okay, uh, this is my favorite Ridley Scott movie as of right now. And you have not seen ninety percent of his. I would gladly critically. watch. I would gladly watch Prometheus you have a, again. You have a, yeah, I was about to say though, take that with a grain of salt. He hasn't seen Blade Runner, Alien, Gladiator. The only other Ridley Scott movie I've seen is like The Martian, and I think I've seen his Robin Hood too. But other than that, you haven't seen his Robin. Have I not? It's really, really long. With oh the, no, it's the Russell Crowe with one. Russell Crowe and Kate Blanchett. Oh, Kate Blanchett. You've yeah. literally only seen I, the all. I, okay, so <laughs> all I've seen of his is The Martian, and I like this better than The Martian. <laughs> I gave it a four and a half. <laughs> um, yeah, I gave it a four and a half on this watch. Yeah, um, uh, and then I watched West Side Story. Whoa! If you can even believe it. And while Michael was watching West Side Story, I watched a couple more movies. Uh, I'll try and speed through them. I watched a uh, Don Cheadle-led thriller. Shout out to Don Cheadle. He's he's pretty great. Um, it's called Traitor. 
Uh, it's pretty good. I don't Honestly, know. <laughs> dad, dad in the car said you guys watched something with the cast member who played the Falcon, so I thought it was Anthony <laughs> what Mackie. Is, what is it? He always gets uh, Anthony Mackie and um, Don Cheadle mixed up, and I don't know why. Like, it doesn't make sense. Like, they're both uh, black Marvel actors, but, like, they don't they, look anything alike. They don't, they don't look alike. They don't sound <laughs> they, alike. Yeah, they don't they sound don't, anything they don't, alike. They, they're, like, completely different Their beings. personalities aren't Exactly, similar, yeah. <laughs> it's weird. I don't know. But, yeah, Don Cheadle, he's great in this. Uh, it feels a little lackluster, so it's kind of hard to get into, but uh, I admire what it's going for. Good stuff. I gave it a three and a half. Then I watched Black Hat. Then I watched oh, my first Michael Mann Michael movie. Man. Michael Mann. He's he really is the man, Micah. <laughs> He's Michael the man. He is Michael the man. The myth. <laughs> the legend. Um. Yeah. Black Hat. A lot of fun. Uh. Really surprisingly like thematically rich i i don't know what i expected from i i'd never seen a michael mann movie before <laughs> well i don't know what i expect uh chris hemsworth is pretty good in this uh actually the entire cast is pretty good in this uh it's got a fun direction uh great screenplay kinetic action like some great action like some of the best action i've seen in a movie honestly um and yeah i would definitely recommend it black hat good stuff I gave it a four and a half, and then after that, to round off my Sunday, I watched uh, For Heaven's Sake, which is For a Harold Lloyd movie from back in the 20s. Harold Lloyd. I love Harold Lloyd. Shout no, out to Harold it, Lloyd. What was he doing? Climbing a, climbing a tower or something? <laughs> no, that's a different... <laughs> it, 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 my, uh, <laughs> Safety Last also features Harold Lloyd... Uh, and prominently features a cup of coffee for some reason. <laughs> so there's some similarities. <laughs> uh, but yeah, for heaven's sake, it was fun. Uh, the gags get a little stale in the latter half uh, since the entire like last half of the movie is just him running around trying to like corral a bunch of drunk guys. Um, and that goes on for like 20 minutes. I'm like, okay, move it along. Come on, buddy. But uh, the beginning stuff is like amazing. Uh, it's a lot of fun. I gave it a four out of five. And that was what I watched. That leads us to present day. That's Micah. amazing. That's so cool. Who knows what we'll watch today? Whoa! Or tomorrow? Life is or the full day of after. possibilities. We could watch anything. <laughs> we could watch nothing. It's really amazing. What opportunities <laughs> lie before us? <laughs> wow. Uh, but yeah, uh, that's that's what we watched. Go watch uh, Steven Spielberg's West Side Story. Go watch the old West Side Story too. Go watch. Uh, go watch Turning Red. Go watch Swan Song. Yeah. And Okja and, and Prometheus. Prometheus, if you're old enough to watch any of those, because I just realized all of us are. <laughs> That's why I said Turning Red, Micah. <laughs> but yes, go watch Turning Red and go watch Columbo. Columbo, great show. Great show. Jolly good show. <laughs> uh, but anyway, we'll catch you guys in the next one. Adios. Bye.